On this episode of The Unscrewed Mind, we are back with more good news. Did you know brain power can be used to overcome chronic pain? I didn't either, but it's true. And somehow we get on the topic of my one experience with Toradol and how it changed my mind on painkillers for the rest of my life. And then I have Rusty take me through what it's like to bring up the law of attraction to a complete stranger. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Are you ready for some good news, Rusty? I love it. How you think about your pain can make it worse, but new reprocessing treatment offers a cure. Could thinking about chronic pain differently succeed in dispelling it when all of the treatments have failed? While statements like mind over matter or it's all in your head may sound dismissive, there's some truth to them. A new neurological recalibrating processes is experiencing a flood of professional interest as it could help treat patients with chronic pain without the use of opioids. The treatment involves combating a psychological phenomenon called catastrophizing whereby a patient frightened by future outbreaks of pain will prevail danger messages throughout their physiology, perpetuating pain responses. Arguably the most common occurrence in catastrophizing is when an individual refrains from performing a certain action. That fear of reproducing the pain means the brain can never recalibrate and understand that that action is now safe to perform. So officially it's called pain reprocessing therapy and trials uh, are investigating it going on in Spalding Rehabilitation Center uh, in Massachusetts, University of Maryland, Duke, um, on and on. But basically in the Cornell trial, 66% of treated patients with chronic pain had theirs alleviated, which held true even after extended follow-up period. Basically, the good news is in. Mm-hmm. The mind can be used to combat chronic pain. And it almost sounds like you feel that the pain is still there, so you act differently. Whereas if you just acted like you would if there was no pain at all, then the pain goes away. Am I making it right. too simple or am I talking in circles? I mean, I'm just still trying to get around the thought, the fact that the word Catastrophize is a word. Catastrophizing? Catastrophizing. That's a tough one. I don't even know if I want to know that word. Um, But it's easy to trip over. The thing is, you make things worse in your head, which makes things worse in your reality. That's that's what I got out of that news story. Not only that, but if you have an enabler in your life, which if you've manifested that person, then... It can be, you can feel worse just so you can stay in that state so that person will continue to enable that too, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's a mindset is prevalent. It's it's everywhere. So that makes makes a lot of sense for sure. Mm, 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 mm. So use your mind. It's, uh, you know, you can use it to overcome anything, but you can use it to overcome pain too, I promise. Right. Yeah, they, the, I mean, considering the, 
amount of people that go get the opio opioids and you know just get hooked on those that moves them into way stronger drugs you know mm -hmm. or just taking so many of them because they have a uh, i mean you get a tolerance built up to them so you just have to have it stronger and stronger and stronger and it's a never-ending cycle yeah. so uh, yeah that's i mean that's what needs to happen for sure uh I, i'm just glad that i'm you know not not the kind of person that would get addicted to something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's good. I mean, I've had, I've had it, I've had, um, had it when I had an appendix removal or appendectomy and I don't, I just didn't like it. I just don't like the way that those pills make me feel. Yep. I mean, I don't want to say too much here, but you I'm, love them. No, I love I'm them. Just kidding. I'll, I'll swallow every, if they give me a hundred of them and they're like, yeah. once you, once you don't need them anymore, you can stop taking them. I'm, I'm taking all hundred. I, I mean, really am. it's, it's the oxycodone versus hydrocodone. Like the hydrocodone, I don't see how anybody could take that on a daily basis. The yeah. oxycodone has a, energy to it a little bit so mm -hmm. it kind of wakes you up so i can see how that could be more addicting than the hydro the hydrocodone is the one i don't understand the oxycodone i i start to get it but the hydro i'm just no <laughs> i went mm -hmm. to one time i had this problem with my foot and i went to the doctor and i thought there's no way that they're going to be able to fix it while we're here they said that they were going to give me a shot of uh, cortisone mm -hmm. and then they were going to give me another shot of Toradol. Yeah. And I was like, what about when the pain comes back later? And they're like, the pain won't come back. And they gave me that shot of Toradol and it was like everything, like everything was gone. Like the, like lower back soreness was gone. The pain in my foot was gone, definitely. And uh, Toradol is the same thing that football players, professional football players will take before they go out and play football like if they have like a knee pain or something they pop a Toradol <laughs> and they just they run through walls it doesn't matter anymore because you cannot feel it so oh my gosh um, that's crazy. there's other options out there besides opioids um but yeah you definitely don't want to wake up and just take Toradol and go smashing through your house because you know you're gonna leave a bunch of yeah. destruction in your wake and you're, you're not gonna feel it so wow hey the other thing I want to do on this uh, episode, Rusty, is all the time you talk about all these people that you come across, whether it's lunch meetings, whether right. it's random uh, like encounters, like wherever you're at, like in the park or shopping, or um, if it's people in your life, you are constantly bringing up the law of attraction. And then you even earlier today mentioned how you talk about it so much that you feel like you really have it down. And I, I want you to like, take me through how you bring it up. Like for anyone that might be listening to this now, or, you know, if we turn this into a YouTube video, watching it, like, mm -hmm. where do you start? And what about it? Do you think like what, what, um, hooks people and brings them in? Because it seems like you always get a really good response. Well, I think the one of the most important things is is 
not focusing on speaking only to people that you're very close to because you have a perception of that person, how they're going to respond to begin with. And so when you're talking to somebody that's more random, you, you know, I am also creating the situation in reality. So Mm -hmm. we know that I'm setting myself up for a good conversation prior because I'm visualizing (laughs) that I'm having these conversations and I'm having them and you know what I'm saying? So it becomes better and better from that standpoint. And because the repetition of the information is so important because you're literally reprogramming the way that you think and for however long you've thought the opposite way. So when I'm saying it, I'm hearing it. And when I'm hearing it, I'm thinking it. And it's just a repeating thing for me that is so helpful for me personally that I, it makes me love to want to talk about it to other people because I'm getting to hear the information again by speaking about it. So when that happens, a person can feel the passion of you speaking about it immediately. I know that I'm coming with a passion about this subject to this person. And if you start to look at how people interact on a daily basis, you'll notice that they're in a certain uh, paradigm of repeating things that they've heard, seen, or heard somebody else talk about or it's the next big thing that everybody's talking about. So they'll talk about it to have a comfortable conversation with the person that they're talking to. Oh yeah. And is why I truly enjoy talking about the law of attraction is because so many people haven't heard about it or spirituality from this standpoint and they haven't heard about it. So it starts making them think differently immediately when I start talking about it, because the person is trying to dismiss what I'm saying or think of a way to say what I'm saying isn't correct. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're, that's just kind of how I, I feel like people are when you're, when you're learning something new, you're trying to identify it. Is this something good for me? Is this something bad for me? Is this something that's incorrect based on everything that I've heard prior to this? And so I know in a lot of situations, it's going to be brand new information for this person. And when it's brand new information for this person, I can tell they're analyzing what I'm saying and they're trying to determine if it's incorrect or it's one of those other things that I said. And the more that I talk to them about it and the the more actions that I tell them that have happened in my life and not only in other people's life that I'm connected to and also just the relationships that I'm in now have changed so drastically, then they start thinking, well, that's something that would be good in my life. So then they start listening more intently. So I go deeper and I just give them like bits up leading up into the point of, you know, going to the next thing, the next part, something else that they can do meditating or something like that. And you just see people light up inside because we're, to, to so many people, we're living in a time that is anxious, that is hateful, that is not together and things like that. And, you know, any minute that is 
that is spent thinking in that manner is a, is a minute lost because if you are creating your own reality, you know for a fact that what you want is already is and not only that but it can't be blocked by anything in this physical world so what i think is interesting is you know especially with just like a a a per chance interaction with someone they're they're probably running on autopilot and they're having like water cooler conversation where like did you see the three-pointer by steph curry or they're like can't believe this happened on the grammys and like their mind's somewhere else. They're not even really right. into this conversation. They could care less. And then mm-hmm. in trots you, right? And you can just like you just pictured like the spirit of someone on the inside, like the light that's inside them, like the all encompassing right. power of the universe has got to be in there, like, dude, when are we gonna wake up? And then you come along with your ninety nine percent energy bubble surrounding you mm-hmm. and you're like, Hey, let me shine a light on something that you've never heard of before. Come in. Come and in. <laughs> they have to perk up. Like, this, is, this isn't this normal. I should pay right. attention to this for at least a second. So what's your, what's the entry level statement that you say? Like, do you, like someone just looks at you and you're like, man, crazy weather we're having today. And then you turn around and slap them with, do you know you create your own reality? Like, how, what do yeah. you, like, what do you say? What comes out of your mouth first? Well, I definitely talk about, you know, if you're normally when you meet somebody that you may not know uh, a lot about the person, you might ask them what they do or, um, you know, things that they like and things, uh, things of that nature. And so normally it comes up when we're talking about things that we do or things that we like. I'll, you know, I'll say I also do a podcast slash YouTube channel um, on the law of attraction. Do you know what that is? And I I don't know what that is. What is it, Rusty? Yeah. And so they will, majority of the time, they don't know what it is. Or I've had some awkward things that people thought it was, Mm -hmm. which was kind of funny. Um, And then I just, I go from there. But I, I will tell you that the thing that I, I don't want the person to do is, is, and I tell them this, is I say, you know, don't go home and try to explain to someone else what I just talked to you about. Mm-hmm. Because you've only heard it one time and you've only picked up such a small percentage of what I just said. And so you saying it is probably going to most likely be easily dismissed by the person because of the length of time that you've known about it and heard about it. And you know that person most likely better than you know me. So you may, you would be likely to take their word to dismiss what I said because they're looking at it from their own perception and they didn't hear me say it directly. Mm -hmm. And and it's just funny, you know, when like, cause I'm trying to identify things that would prevent them from doing this. And I'm always very open about how, you know, I'm it's, it's, you need to do this to either prove it wrong for yourself or to prove me wrong, whichever makes you happier. But 
I know that that's not possible. Right. And so, and, and so, and it really, it just really starts, um, you can tell that it wakes something up inside of them or they try to connect it to something else um, that's similar or maybe brings those same thoughts about for them. But definitely you can tell that when leaving the conversation, they're thinking differently from that point forward. I like how I like how you bring it up by asking them about their hobbies, and you yeah. tell them about what your hobbies are, which just happen to center around uh, the law of attraction. And then when they ask what the law of attraction is, you just hit them, hit them with everything that you're passionate about. I did have a dr- I had a dream last night. You know, since I stopped drinking and started sleeping on the triangle pillow, I've, I get all <laughs> these dreams, and uh, I did have a dream last night that I was surrounded by a group of people. And mm-hmm. I brought up the podcast and the law of attraction. I don't know where the dream went from there. I think I woke up pretty long, um, like pretty soon after that. Who yeah. knows in dream time what time that actually was? I have no idea. But um, it's definitely something that was in the back of my mind because I knew that I wanted to talk to you about this on the on this episode. Here's my other question. You know, you, you you know I'm going to have to pay better attention to how I get there because being a lifelong salesperson, I am monitoring the conversation and waiting for an opening for me to put it in there. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm waiting for the break or the, uh, you know, the comfortability of the person that I'm talking to before I open it up. Um, and I also looking at, probably the length of time that I've got to talk to the person. So I'll have to pay better attention to it to really be able to tell you more about how I go about it. But I don't necessarily think that the way that I go about it would be the best way for every person. You know what I'm saying? Do you? Here's my question. Do you go into every conversation wanting to bring it up or does oh, yeah. something inside you and inside them, like is, is there some sort of like bond that happens where you're like, this, this, this person needs to hear it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's for sure. And, you know, there's, there's, there's people that I talk to that I don't bring it up with. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's because you can just tell that, you know, you can just kind of tell how somebody is, uh, how their exception, uh, accepting of things is, or, uh, you know, where their current state of mind is may not be the best time to be talking to them about that. So there's definitely a lot that goes into it, but I just, I feel like it's just easy for me to get into conversations with anything that I want with any person. And so the fact that I feel that way about myself makes it where it is that way. Here's what I want to finish on. And Sorry. this has been, this has been a, a fast 20 minutes of, uh, discussing this, it's a, what a really good conversation. Tell me about a time where you mentioned that your uh, your podcast is on the law of attraction, and somebody knew what it was, or that they told a story that lets you in on the fact that they've been using it for a long time. Yeah, so um, I've had that actually happen several times where the person is in on it or has been studying the information for years and years. And 
they really, it was kind of surprising to me because the person didn't, didn't act as if that's what they know. You know what I'm saying? Like you could still tell that person's identity is not completely made up of that. Right. So Mm -hmm. people are people no regardless is what I'm really trying to say. And so, you know, maybe your perception of someone online or if you're reading a book may be far from what that person actually is like when you were to meet them in person, because although they're following guidelines in their life and they're controlling their thoughts, they're still living their life all at the same time. Right. Right. So I I think it's, it's pretty surprising, but, but all of the people that I've talked to that are actively using this in their life are achieving the things that they feel like that they can achieve without question. Yes. And so that is, uh, you know, the best sign to me and, you know, you can hear people when they talk and you can hear limitations that people set on themselves that they might not even know that they're setting out there. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with being happy and, you know, striving towards something or not striving towards something. It's a personal choice. And, you know, people get to a point in their life where it's what they want it to be like. And so that will start being their life. And, you know, maybe they don't feel like that there is an up from where they're at. Well, to me, it's empowering to go from thinking everything happens uh, to you and you have no control and fate is what it is. No matter how you act or no matter what you do, it all is going to end up the same anyway. Or Mm -hmm. you are completely in control. You have the power to do anything you want, be anything you want, have anything you want. I mean, if you had a choice to live in one one reality or the other, which one would you choose? I'm choosing the second one every time. I want to be in control. Just my gratefulness and thankfulness to be able to talk to people about this and also have the experiences of my past, whether they be positive or negative, I'm so grateful for now. And the negative experiences prevent me from having those experiences now. So my gratitude for moving past something like that is you know, enormous. And mm-hmm. so it's like, and when you change your perception on how you can view your life and then you can help another person change their perception on how they view their life and they don't feel like they're not connected to you anymore, but they are actually a part of you just as any, everyone else, right? Mm-hmm. It starts building a relationship with that person that couldn't be built without that knowledge. And so that's why I love to talk about it as well with everyone that I meet, because it brings a totally different relationship. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Unscrewed Mind. Now, 
If you heard something that you know someone else needs to hear, share the show. If something in this episode gave you an aha moment, give us a review. And if you haven't been to our YouTube or our Instagram or our TikTok account, check us out. We are everywhere at The Unscrewed Mind. Now, go out and do something great today. 